You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So this episode is being released on August 8th, which according to nationaltoday.com, it is Happiness Happens Day. Apparently, in 1998, there was an organization called Secret Society of Happy People. They created the Admit Your Happy Day in 1999, which then evolved to Happiness Happens Day in 2000. And they also declared the month of August as Happiness Happens Month. I appreciate the idea behind choosing happiness. However, in life, we know it's impossible to be happy all of the time. And that's okay. It's important for kids and adults alike to know that just as it's widely accepted to feel happiness or joy, it's also acceptable to feel sadness, anger, jealousy, confusion, exhaustion, and more. Any of those variety of feelings that come up any given moment of the day are really okay to feel. And as humans, it's natural for us to want to cheer other people up, But the truth is that it's really most of us who experience discomfort when we see other people crying. And while it can be upsetting to see another person cry, do we feel more uncomfortable for them? No, we really feel more uncomfortable with ourselves or for ourselves because we're trying to think of the right things to say or how to help. And thinking back, As a kid, I remember my family members or my parents saying, don't cry because you're going to look ugly. And that was their way of having me or any other kid for that matter, trying to cheer them up. And my reflection question for you is, why is it bad to feel sad? This thought, of course, though, comes with some asterisks. So if you're experiencing a loss of a pet, of a relationship, of a loved one, if we broke a treasured item, if we lost something of value or anything along those lines, it's natural, of course, for us to feel upset, and that's a natural response. The same can be said for any other big feeling, as they're often called. There are some situations that call for feelings of sadness or anger, confusion, irritation, and so on. And those are all acceptable feelings to have. And in some situations, if you don't feel those feelings, when it's quite obvious that something is, you know, irritating, let's say, then that's odd if you don't feel the same as everyone else feels. Let's say, think of natural disasters, for example. The difference is, though, that do we visit that land of anger, irritation, of sadness, right? Do we visit that space Or do we just take a one-way ticket there, unpack, and make it our new homes? That is the important question. So just think about those days when you come home from work after having 
a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, (laughs) just like the book. And then you end up taking it out on your family as if they had something to do with it. And usually their family are the people that you care for the most. Like, what did they have to do with your bad day at work? And then your attitude rubs off on those people that you love. And before you know it, everyone is going to bed upset and no one even knows why. We can indeed take these one-way tickets to the lands of mad, as I call it, or big feelings, and start building shop there, so to speak. Or we can just be mad and bring awareness to that feeling and take a mindful moment to think about it. Here are some tips for when you get upset or any big intense feeling and how you can work through it. So whatever feeling it is that you want to imagine, I'm going to go with mad. The first thing you want to do is bring awareness to that feeling. Become aware of what it is that you're feeling. So have you ever been asked, oh, what's wrong? Not realizing that you have like a scowl all over your face and you're just like nothing, right? But obviously something is wrong. So awareness is always step number one. Then you want to identify and label that emotion, asking yourself, what is it that I'm feeling in this very moment? And I know it sounds rather silly, but sometimes we may be upset and not even realize it, or we may think we're angry, but then there is an underlying emotion that hides beneath what is presenting as anger. Then after we bring awareness to that emotion and identify and label to that emotion, we then want to ask ourselves, where am I feeling this in my body? And this is important for a lot of reasons. First, for kids especially, it's good that they begin to understand, okay, when my hands are sweaty and my heart is beating fast, that means I'm angry. But even for adults, sometimes we walk around with migraines or with so much tension in our jaws or in our shoulders, and we don't even realize what big emotion it is that we're carrying with ourselves all day because we have to put on a face, right? Make face with other people or just handle what we have to handle. And then by the end of the day, we just have all of this tension um, built up in our bodies. The next step after that, and brace yourself for this one, is accepting that emotion. So many times we try to run away from something or we try to fake the funk that then we bottle it up inside, which does more long-term damage. Or if we don't do that, we sometimes never develop the skill to deal with whatever that emotion is. Think about when we lose someone we love and dealing with that emotion of grief. Is it uncomfortable to sit with that and accept that? Absolutely it is. But is it okay? Not only is it okay, it's necessary. It's okay to feel mad, to feel sad, to feel any big emotion. And as I always say, you can be mindfully pissed off. Just you bringing awareness of how you're feeling in that very moment And you noticing where you feel that feeling in your body and accepting it is mindfully sitting with that feeling. The next thing you want to explore is, why am I feeling this way? And this part may take some digging to get down to the bottom of it. 
instead of just throwing around blame on whatever or whoever is easiest to blame. I always like to think in my own mind is what is the difference between what actually happened and then with my expectation of what I thought was going to happen. And it's that space in between that dissonance that sometimes comes from miscommunication or high or low expectation that sometimes is the cause of big emotions. And after you explore why it is that you're feeling, and that may take a little while, and even if you're not ready for it at the moment after that, you have to understand that emotions are not permanent. Just like with every breath we take, it comes and it goes. And it's not that we're getting over a situation quickly, right? Or sweeping it under the rug. We want to understand what it is that triggered us. And then we want to accept the feeling that we're feeling. And then we want to let go of the trigger and of the feeling. And again, we're not trying to just get over it. But we do want to keep in mind that emotions will come, but we can also let them go. So instead of wanting to control everything or have things always look a certain way, sometimes we got to be like Elsa and let it go. Let go of the need to control your emotions and just sit with it. We want to make sure that we're responding as opposed to reacting, but that is still sitting with whatever big, intense feeling that is. And can it be uncomfortable? Yeah, but sometimes it is absolutely necessary. And it seems that all of us, despite what age we are or despite what stage in our life, all of us can use these reminders when experiencing big emotions. Now, this isn't to say that we can't experience happiness, right? If you've been around babies and toddlers enough, you know that a smile, giggle, and even laughter can be infectious. But please know that you don't always need someone else to say tag you're it, (laughs) to tag you with happiness because you can do that for yourself and even by yourself when you choose. When you feel good, it's natural to want to see everyone else around you happy as well. However, walking around and saying, or even singing, don't worry, be happy, doesn't always work for other people. But there are other ways that you can spread joy. And perhaps that spreading joy is onto others, or sometimes it's just continuing feeling those good vibes for yourself. For this, I turn to the saying, actions speak louder than words. So action one is smile and be the reason that others smile. My personal opinion is that genuine smiles are very underrated as they do have great power. See a stranger in the street? A simple smile goes a long way. See someone that's feeling upset? You never know what's on the other side of that intense feeling. So also, again, a simple smile can go a long way. See a colleague in a hallway? Please smile. (laughs) That's just plain old manners. Smiling can be contagious as long as it's genuine. Action two is do kind gestures for others as long as it's coming from your heart. This can include 
writing a note, an email, or even a text saying just thinking about you, or perhaps sending flowers to a friend who really needs to pick me up, and even complimenting others. I compliment strangers all the time because if I think that their outfit looks really cute today or if they have great curls or whatever it is, I'm real with it. And I just give them that compliment even if they are a stranger. But the key there is, again, being real with it. And action three is it's better to give than to receive. And okay, I can't deny the feel-good vibes of opening up a birthday gift. (laughs) However, when someone else loves a gift that I've given them, that makes me smile pretty big too. Volunteering your time or donating items that you're no longer in need of are also really genuine ways to make other people smile. And with all these tips, sometimes you don't get the immediate gratification. Sometimes you don't know if your smile went a long way or those items, who did it go to? Or did those flowers or that note turn that person's day around? Sometimes you don't know. And sometimes perhaps it didn't. But in the end, do you do these things for yourself? Ask yourself, is it really for you? Or is it for that other person? We must have faith that our small actions can make a big impact in someone else's day even if we don't see the end results. And as you heard with each one of those tips, the secret is to be genuine. If you're trying to fake it till you make it, you'll end up falling short of your goal. So as I've shared with you in past episodes, my life and business motto is learn, grow, inspire. If you're watching me on YouTube, you see along the wall that it says learn, grow, inspire, because I truly do believe in it, just as I believe that mindfulness is a foundation of everything that we do. And I truly believe that we're lifelong learners too. As we learn more about ourselves and each other and even the world, we grow as people. And with that growth, we hopefully inspire others. And it's always my goal to provide you with information that can help not only your mental health, but that can help you live mindfully also. And it's also my goal to provide you with reflection questions and conversation topics to engage you in personal growth. And I hope that I can continue to be of service with you in this role or in the many other roles that I hold. So if a topic, a quote, or an idea from today's discussion resonated with you, please be sure to take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on Instagram at Counselor V. Jesus, and let me know what you thought. And if social media isn't your thing, I hope you have the courage to share this message with someone you love. Because again, it's not always about me knowing the end result. It's about what did it do for you? So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a deep breath in through your nose, allowing your exhale to be longer than your inhale. And take this moment right now, whether it's genuine or not, just for this moment, and bring a smile to your face and bring awareness to what happens to your face when you bring the edges of your lips up to your eyes. What happens around your eyes? 
what happens around your cheeks. Do you smile showing teeth? Or do you smile with parted lips or your mouth fully closed? And as you are just being aware of your face, as hopefully your forced smile maybe becomes a more genuine smile, notice what it does to your heart. Do you perhaps feel a little lighter? Do your thoughts shift? And think about how that change can make an impact onto those who you come across with each and every day. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy, and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.